Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Latest Shiny. Uh, this is another Rob Solo ep episode. Uh, we are running early in the morning uh, between my first and second cup of coffee. So it's, it's just Rob and an amazing guest uh, from Percona, Peter Zaitsev. Uh, is here with us uh, to talk about what Bercona has been doing and how they've been expanding what I had thought of as a MySQL product into something much broader. And we will cover, boy, a whole bunch of great topics. Peter, good morning and welcome to the yeah, show. Good morning. Uh, uh, good morning. Thank you for you all for tuning in and uh, listening. So to get us rolling, can you give us some background on yourself and also some updates on what Bercona has been doing and, and uh, what the company does? Yeah, so uh, my name is uh, Peter Zaitsev. I was uh, born uh, in Russia and uh, over time moved uh, to United States and uh, started a company called uh, Percona. We're initially we specialized in uh, MySQL, uh, uh, but uh, over time expanded. And now we really help uh, folks to run the open source databases uh, with uh, best uh, in the best way possible. Uh, we focus uh, on a specific popular open source uh, databases such as uh, MySQL uh, and MariaDB, uh, MongoDB, and Postgres. Right, which Thanks. is yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's a you've basically covered the trifecta of of open source data storage. Um, why why expand? Right, because you all really did make your name in doing you know enterprise grade MySQL. Yes. So why, you know, one, how did, how does, how did that journey go and why expand it to, I mean, Postgres has felt, I don't think of them as competition, but they're, they're, they're pretty different databases. Well, uh, the, I think most important tenant uh, of uh, Percona from the early on was to be customer focused and uh, really offer solutions which are right for customers. And if you look uh, at uh, early 2000s, especially in the uh, internet web sphere, uh, MySQL was dominant uh, database, right? If you think about early companies like Yahoo's or Facebook or Twitter, all of them were uh, built based on MySQL. But then uh, later, uh, the, the things have been uh, changing. There have been more open source uh, databases coming to market. And really to uh, give uh, our uh, customers choices uh, which are right for them, uh, we need to expand our coverage, right? Because you wouldn't no need to be in a position saying, hey, you know what? You really need a document database here, but because we only have uh, MySQL expertise, we'll be, uh, we'll be suggesting you that. Right, that makes, that makes some sense. When I remember in my days, we, I did a lot of MySQL projects that then converted to Postgres because of licensing. Oh, uh, yeah. MySQL licensing was was not as um, open, not as flexible. <laughs> well, frankly, it was commercial and once you got to a certain, when you used it a certain way. So we would pull it out and then swap in Postgres. Yes, that is uh, one of the important difference between those uh, technologists. Makes sense. And then so do you, I mean, you're, you're doing both. Do you have a preference? I mean, uh, they're, just as a, as a top, top recommendation, is there a place where you say MySQL, people should look at MySQL, a place where you think Postgres has an advantage? Well, uh, yes, look, uh, I am uh, much better with MySQL 
than the Postgres, right? Because that is where I got my technology chops uh, in before I uh, transitioned to being the CEO, right? And while I still keep in touch with technology, it's not nearly as much of a in into in the trenches as I used to, uh, used to be, right? So it would yeah. not be fair for me to claim uh, to provide an objective technical comparison, right? From what I see, though, on a high level. Uh, uh, the MySQL is uh, still much uh, more popular database uh, than uh, than Postgres, right? And for a lot of kind of simple uh, web applications, uh, it is uh, a good uh, relation database to choose, right? There is a lot of information, books, training, whatever available for, for MySQL. Where we see uh, Postgres uh, is... Uh, a few things. Uh, one is, uh, let's say, migrations from Oracle, right? Or migrations from Microsoft SQL servers, right? Uh, uh, that is where people uh, often choose PostgreSQL because it has uh, uh, many advanced uh, SQL features where MySQL is catching up, but it's still not completely there. Uh, mm -hmm. The license is now a big differentiator, right? Like if you are uh, building some, uh, you know, commercial product, right, in which you want to ship to your customers and want you to build in a database, you probably don't want to have a GPL code in, right, and Postgres fits better. And a third reason I would say is, uh, is the community, right, because if you look at from governance standpoint, their MySQL is a... Uh, Oracle products, right, it's kind of controlled from this, uh, by a single entity, their PostgreSQL is a community project where everybody can participate much, uh, much deeper than you post, uh, ever possibly could with MySQL. That makes a lot of sense. When I, when I think of the two databases, you know, I, I do know, um, I agree with you on, on the, the SQL features. Like Postgres seems to have a little bit cleaner SQL from that perspective, but it also has some really, um, I, I'm, I'm the opposite way. I have more experience with Postgres, so I tend to be a fan. But like, it has some really good uh, JSON parsing. It has some very good um, geolocation pieces, and, and there's places where I've I've seen seen that be a factor. Oh uh, yes, um, but I think it's also uh, as you mentioned, you transitioned from uh, my uh, from MySQL to Postgres, right? It seems at the early days, right? Like for example, exactly. if you look at the JSON uh, in MySQL uh, 8, uh, I think JSON's uh, support is phenomenal, right? In Especially in certain uh, cases, right? Uh, it is uh, superior to what Postgres has, right? And I think geolocation was also drastically improved in the last, uh, uh, last five years. Uh -huh. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my 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 lack my my sequel keeping up with <laughs> dates back to about five years. So, I and it's it, what I think is is really significant. These are these are significant. You know, these are great database engines, both of them. Um, you know, they they track each other. They they've been adding these core features. When when you look at that, which means that they're going to get embedded in enterprise applications and used. Um, you know, in ways that are really material for businesses, how does Percona then come in and take, you know, which, which are really strong open source databases and turn them into enterprise? What's the difference? Yeah. So uh, the first thing I wanted to maybe 
finish up with the previous question, right? I think what uh, you touched on this last uh, important point uh, recently uh, in the end is for majority of the applications, actually you can build them with uh, Postgres or with MySQL and you can be successful both ways, right? So in many cases, it's a matter of choice of a personal preference, right? What skills you already have in your team and so on and so forth, uh, right? And there is only a relatively small amount of applications there uh, uh, choosing PostgreSQL or MySQL, right, as a technology will have a drastic difference. Now, speaking about the enterprise uh, database, I think this is kind of uh, MySQL and uh, uh, PostgreSQL are a, a little bit on a different paths uh, here. If you look at the MySQL approach, which is a product of, uh, of a company MySQL, which is uh, owned by Oracle right now, which is an open core product which means there is a community edition, kind of crippled, uh, which doesn't have uh, all the features in, and all the features, they come in uh, what's called enterprise edition, which is commercial license. And the delta, the difference between those features is typically features which uh, large enterprise companies will, would need because of you know, compliance reasons or whatever. So for example, if you think about the, uh, auditing uh, or pluggable authentication, uh, right? And uh, similar things, right? Which is a differentiator. In, uh, yeah, in PostgreSQL space, there is no PostgreSQL company, right? So there is uh, uh, simply Postgres, right? And there are a number of additional uh, uh, commercial uh, distributions, right, or commercial variants or plugins, which are often by, uh, provided by a variety of companies, right? Like, for example, uh, Enterprise DB uh, offers their own commercial variant of Postgres, which provides a lot of the name enterprise features as well as uh, uh, enter uh, uh, some Oracle compatibility features, right, and uh, uh, so on and so forth, right? For uh, Percona approaches uh, is. Uh, uh, is uh, similar in this case. What we are uh, pro providing to our customers is the distribution, uh, right, which is a server and set of additional components, which is from uh, one side is 100% uh, open source, from another, it is there to meet those additional requirements enterprise companies would have, like pluggable application, edit, uh, auditing, and so on and so forth. Right, that makes a lot of sense to me. And so one of the things that, that you know, you're, you're a software company, which I appreciate, um, as, as opposed to a service, a service providing company, meaning you're, you're, you know, they're, they're like Amazon runs, runs MySQL as a service, um, in their, in their database backend. How do you set up what you do in comparison to that type of service where you're actually selling the software, you're actually helping people um, run it themselves rather than, than do it all for them? Oh, well, uh, actually we do, we do both. Oh, right? Okay. right. So if you look at the Percona's uh, business model, uh, I think it's kind of uh, unusual, even uh, maybe unique to some, uh, to some extent, is what uh, we have uh, all of our software is uh, open source, right? So you can download and run our software and if you don't want to have commercial relationship with Percona, we're not going to take away uh, anything from you uh, software-wise. Uh, and then we provide uh, their 
commercial uh, subscription of uh, support, right? Or we provide the managed services for those people who do not want to run software themselves, uh, which is uh, kind of similar to what uh, Amazon would provide in in uh, uh, their managed database as a service, but it's kind of less automated and more hands-on for us, right? And we also have a, uh, consultant services, right? The professional services for people who just need the help of the project, right? So um, yeah, that's our okay. approach. That, that, okay, so that makes sense. Do you find one is, you know, where, where does one choose, your customers choose the, the managed services side versus just running the software? Do they start with one and transition? I'm, I'm, I'm super curious about that because the hybrid model um, it is a it is a way that somebody who has you know all open source software is going to help monetize the, the work that you're doing. Do you, you know, do your customers have a preference? Do you have a preference? Well, uh, I think it's a little bit depends on the situation uh, the company is uh, in. Uh, if a company already has uh, the staff which is uh, substantially familiar with the databases and they would uh, like to uh, get uh, help. Right, uh, right. Uh, then that is where support uh, is a wonderful uh, value proposition. Right, because there are, uh, even if you have a very skilled DBA team, there is certain things they're just not going to do. Like for example, they're able to provide the bug fixes, right, uh, right which uh, requires engineering skill, right, and knowledge of the code, which DBAs tend not to have. Now, right. if uh, if you are, on the other hand, is a company which uh, does not have any DBAs and say, hey, you know what, we just want uh, to have a development team which focus on building an application and we want databases entirely to be handled by something else, that is where our managed services play a very good role. Now, what is interesting is uh, what we see, as, as I think, especially in the last year, a uh, number of people who would uh, went to the cloud, right, to this so-called fully managed database as a service, and they, they come back to, uh, to us because they understand what cloud vendors tend to call fully managed. It's not really fully managed, right? You still need to have people on your team, right, who understand schema design, right, or, uh, or a whole bunch of, you know, or things like setting the secure passwords and other uh, things which, you know, they should have right. done this, this, It's the self-service version of a uh, sandwich of a sandwich machine. You put in some coins, you get a sandwich. Doesn't necessarily mean that that's a sandwich you want. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, that is a good right. uh, uh, that is a good analogy. <laughs> so th this makes a lot of sense to me. I, I do see um, you know there's a degree with Kubernetes uh, and this component Kubernetes called operators where uh, the, there's a promise of you know, an operator sort of providing you know, this very automated uh, service experience. So you can say, I'm building a Kubernetes application, it needs a database, I can use a operator to then spin up that database or interact with that database or discover that database. Um, I've had some people on the show, we, we've, we talk about it. it um, I'm always curious about how that how that works, how to how Percona is interfacing. Right? It's, is that is that a component for your uh, database interfacing? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, it is. But if you don't mind, let me uh, yeah. take kind of maybe high level uh, question. Right, the very market Please. is evolving. Right. 
Now, uh, if you think uh, what happened over the last uh, few years, the developers, they get a concept of interfacing with databases as a database as a service concept, right? So you have a self-service API, you spin, spin up the engine, right, to do it in a few clicks, and it kind of manages itself, have ability, backs up itself, and so on and so forth. And that is great. And it's much easier, much better than, you know, provisioning a whole bunch of packages and manually patching and so on and so forth, right? Wherever you are DBA or developers doing that. And I think uh, that is uh, the new approach which uh, has won, that's where we are going and that's, uh, uh, there is no way to go back, right? Now, okay. the problem I see though right now is a, a really the database as a service is available is uh, from large clouds, uh, right, where it comes with a substantial vendor lock-in, and there, what uh, uh, we really need to have is the open-source database as a service equivalent. Right, so that is my belief where things are going, and that is what Percona is there to participate in creation. Right, the Kubernetes operator is uh, is important component of that right and that's really where kubernetes can provide fantastic backplane right for solving some of those hairy management cluster kind of management uh, things but it is not good enough right because if you have a any database uh, operator right then managing the kind of configuration through a bunch of YAML files <laughs> and so on and so forth, right? And you can pair that yeah. if, you know, three clicks you get to develop, deploy Amazon RDS. It is not the same. And this, this to me is where, because I know how important database health, security, tuning, all, all these things are really sophisticated capabilities. And so... You know, I, I totally understand an operator could allow you to spin something up for dev, that makes sense, or help inject credentials and manage credentials from a Kubernetes cluster perspective. That's super important. Um, although there are other ways to handle credential injection and secrets. I guess this idea that the operator is going to provide, you know, you know all of my clustering, all of my management, um, I, I don't, it, it's, it seems like too simple a model for something very complex. And that, well, that's well, where I'm, 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 I struggle. Maybe I just put my operator hat on too fast and I'm missing something. So I always like to hear people's perspectives on the. the well, uh, my uh, thought in this case is what their, uh, uh, the operator is a piece of a whole solution. It does hmm. not need to be uh, the complete solution. Right, and there are other bits and pieces which uh, are in place which may not be solved as an uh, operator or at least a single um, uh, operator, right? Now, what I think is interesting is if you look at a uh, number of uh, the database as a service, right, even public one provided by some companies, some of them are running operators on the back end, right? You know, think about the, you know, data stacks is one or cockroach labs, planet scales, right? They all use Kubernetes uh, on the back end with operators. Right. But as a user, you have a GUI or API where you can say, hey, I want a database. Here is an endpoint, right? And as a user, you don't even care in this regard, how is that implemented as a back end? 
So in that case, the operator is a service interface. It's a service wrapper is the way I would describe it. Well, I, yeah, that, I, that, that's right. In this case, the operator is, you know, uh, is uh, abstracted away from, uh, from user. Right. And that, that to me makes a, a lot of sense from that perspective. Um, it's an interface layer and it becomes a wrapper. I, I guess I, I watch some of these operators that getting, getting built that are in themselves a thing. And I, my, I start, you know, yeah, well, we'll, see, we'll see how it really and, evolves, uh, and your corner take yeah. in this case is, is this, right? We see certain customers, right? Which are really kind of Kubernetes zealots, right? They uh, run, uh, uh, the want to run uh, uh, operator. We want to use their Kubernetes concept to its fullest, like uh, like you mentioned about like a credentials management. There are others who just say, hey, you know what? I I just want a dumb database, right? And you know what? If mm -hmm. I want a user, I go ahead and I use create user statement, right? As I would if Amazon uh, Aurora, right, or any kind of other uh, uh, MySQL uh, installation, right. Uh, in this case, these are different kind of users, right? And they all exist, right? And I think this is kind of interesting perspective what uh, we get from Percona for the years, right? Is what typically there is so many different approaches and technologies which exist all at the same time, often in the same company. You can have a company which runs <laughs> yeah. you know, mainframes and uh, microservices on Kubernetes at the same time, <laughs> right? Uh, we sh you should, right? This is, this is, it, companies shouldn't be only trying to do one thing. Oh, uh, absolutely, right. But mm -hmm. You're right, right? But uh, some uh, people, especially younger people getting in the industry, they can be uh, very focused on the new technologies, <laughs> right? Like, hey, you know what? You yes. should be running Kubernetes for everything. And if not, then you are moron, right? Or... Uh, or whatever, right? I, our, I remember. I, they, it's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's just young people. I think that we we definitely have a tendency to bandwagon on on things a little bit more uh, heavily than. than oh, uh, <laughs> maybe right. But I think is uh, uh, that is the uh, that is uh, possible. But I know when I was young, I probably was much more kind of zealot in terms of than. Uh, than Fair I enough. <laughs> I, I I'm looking back at some of my. Uh, posts from even 10 years ago. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I should have toned that down a little bit. Um, so that, that makes a lot of sense. I, the, the flip side of it, though, should be that if you're writing an operator, it, it should create a degree of portability from, from an abstraction perspective. You know, when, when somebody looks at one of these databases, how do they make things portable? So if, if I did work in, you know, with Percona, against the database platform, how does that then translate into something that is more portable between different environments? How do I help? Environments so if I wanted to, if, and this, this is, it's funny because SQL, the, the purpose of SQL had originally been to create some, some neutral language across all the databases and then everybody added their own extensions and mm -hmm. keep normalizing. But if I'm writing, say something, let's, let's be, uh, on the more extremes. I'm writing an application that I want to run in, in cloud, yay, but I also want that to run in on an edge environment where I don't have access to all the tools and platforms and things like that. It, it would make sense to me to say, hey, I'm going to put this in a, you know, SQL, Postgres, uh, Mongo database 
things I have available for me with a click in the cloud, but I want to run it on the edge. How do I make sure that, that the work I'm doing in one environment translates down into those other environments? I think uh, that is a great, uh, uh, great question, right? And I think you touch uh, on uh, two different problems, right? Uh, here, one is uh, having the application which runs uh, both on uh, MySQL and, uh, and Postgres, right, uh, for example. That hmm. is, um, I don't think that is that, that big a thing, right? I see more people sort of abandoning that choice. Like for example, GitLab ah, right. used to support MySQL and Postgres and we can say, hey, you know what, why bother? <laughs> we just have a, a Postgres embedded uh, right. and that's it. That's simply for our customers, <laughs> that's easier for us, right? Uh, what else at the same time is important, uh, increasingly important, right, for many companies is to be able to run their code in multiple places. That's maybe, uh, you know, uh, on edge and in the cloud, in a private data center, that's maybe just different clouds. Like, for example, if you really want to have your application global, you may not be able to run your application in Amazon cloud because guess what? There may be some countries there you cannot do that, right? Especially for certain kinds of applications, uh, uh, right? Uh, and uh, I think that is exactly where uh, Kubernetes is uh, uh, wonderful. Right, because uh, it achieved this uh, market dominance right now, right where it is uh, supported everywhere. Right, there are different distributions, uh, right. Uh, right in this case. And again, same as with Linux distributions over time, right, there are nuances and differences. Right, you need to you know make your application a little bit different to run well on, for example, SUSE versus enterprise Linux. But it is small amount of work compared to, you know, supporting Linux, I don't know, let's say, or, and Windows and Mac OS at the same time, right? <laughs> um, embrace system D is my, my rallying cry in that one. But yes, keep going, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and so that, uh, that is for us Sorry. is a fantastic <laughs> market. And I think for other open source companies, right, really for people who care about uh, this concept of application portability, we don't want to be locked in right, and be kind of hostage of uh, uh, vendors, right, or, you know, political landscape uh, or whatever, uh, right? I think uh, that is mm -hmm. where uh, choosing truly open source solutions uh, makes sense. And even more of what makes sense is participating, moving them forward. Because as I mentioned, open source database as a service is not there yet. But we all can make together to push it forward and make sure it exists, right? And I'm sure we are going to do that from corner side makes sense i i actually would would hope that in some of these cases we're describing that we keep making database operations easy enough that you know it becomes something that you know you could just run the database yourself and and have independence from that perspective right you know kubernetes and you know what you're talking about for databases it's not that hard to run you know your own database infrastructure Right, you you know you mm -hmm. keep improving that, um, and that creates a degree of portability and independence from from these cloud infrastructures altogether. So, it's an interesting perspective. Thank you. Uh, this has been really informative. I, I I have a ton more questions, but we've we've hit one. We're we're at the at time, so I know Stephen's tapping his watch at me virtually. Um, 
And I think we've hit a lot of the highlights that we wanted to cover. Is there something, something else that, that you think is important that people should understand about Percona? Uh, well, no, I think we are uh, we are good. I think we've taken extensively uh, about uh, Percona, right? And uh, we are uh, working hard on making open source databases better, right? And hope to see your participation in this movement as well. That's excellent. If they want to, if people want to participate, how should they get in touch with you? Uh, well, I'm uh, there on uh, Twitter uh, and uh, uh, LinkedIn. So it's uh, easy to uh, easy to find out, easy to get connected. And and should people engage with Percona? Should they go to the communities of the databases? Oh uh, well, uh, uh, I think it, I think it's both. To... Right, uh, we have uh, the operators uh, that have recreated operators for MySQL and for MongoDB. Right, so if you are in this ecosystem, we would very much welcome your contribution or even kind of a testing and uh, saying, hey, this doesn't work, you suck guys, right? That's fantastic feedback, which helps us to uh, make uh, uh, software better, uh, right? right? And working with uh, communities and vendors, it's also wonderful, right? I mean, uh, while uh, Oracle may be often described like and seen as a villain, they are actually accepting a lot of contributions in MySQL, right? And uh, uh, really uh, uh, listen to community feedback very well and well and Postgres is Postgres right it's always been wonderful in this regard. Excellent. Peter, thank you. This has been a really uh, enjoyable conversation. I love the ones where, where I learn a lot about the technology and, and get updates and so thank you for your time. Appreciate the conversation. Okay, thank you.